And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. And I am so thrilled today that my guest is the absolutely fabulous Deborah Jason. Deborah, how are you doing today? <laughs> You're just too kind. I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, not bad, not bad. And Deborah is, of course, in Boulder, Colorado. So this is fun. We're going Boulder, Atlanta, Denver. So you know, we've got this little triangle thing going on here today. <laughs> so this is so much fun. Well, before we get started, let me tell everybody just a little bit about Deborah. As a copywriter, speaker, and multifaceted marketing strategist, Deborah empowers you with the power tools you need to gain exposure for your business, create a flow of clients, and build your business so you can enjoy a freedom-based lifestyle. When other writers have researched books on direct response copy, they've turned to Deborah for her input. She has been quoted in such books as The Complete Guide to Writing Web-Based Advertising Copy to Get the Sale, Modern Media Writing, and Copywriting Success. She is the author of the forthcoming Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget, sounds like something we all need to buy, and is co-author with New York Times bestselling author Joel Kahn on So What Do You Do? which I read that fabulous book. Deborah developed the first social media program for the Continuing Education Department at the Kauai Community College on the island of Kauai, Hawaii. In addition to the information, she also inspires and, <laughs> and educates creative solopreneurs, passion-driven coaches, and enthusiastic business professionals to communicate their marketing message in a way that captivates and converts their prospects into loyal customers, even if they've been struggling with how to transform their ideas into words in the past. So, well, welcome, Deborah. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Deb. I just think it's so wonderful that there you are in Atlanta. Here I am in Colorado, and we managed to be on the radio in Denver. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, you actually, I didn't give you this option. You could have gone in studio if you had liked and, and done the, the program there. But, you know, we, we get technology to work, and we love it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the amazing thing, and I've been telling people this morning, well, I'm putting my radio face on, so oh, yeah. I could have gone into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's fun because we all have our radio voices, right? You know, where we're just a little bit more professional. And <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, but um, many years ago, in the days of discos, I was a DJ in a discotheque, ah. and um, they didn't want me to talk on the microphone. They wanted me to just play music and get people dancing, and so I loved it because I really didn't want to talk on the microphone. <laughs> so I'm going to see if I have a radio voice today. You do, you do. <laughs> this is, is fabulous. So let's just jump in because we really want to focus on talking about LinkedIn today. And it's funny, you know, anytime I talk with people about LinkedIn, which is every day, you know, I tell them, you really need to be on LinkedIn. And they look at me, and they sigh, and they might <laughs> roll their eyes, 
And I might as well have just told them that they should go in for a voluntary root canal. Um, because, you know, they, they, they realize that it's important, but it's just not a priority for them. So let's start by talking about why LinkedIn really is an absolute must for any business professional. So what do you tell people when you get the eye rolls and the size? The eye rolls? <laughs> well, you know, one thing I first do is ask them whether they know why they're on LinkedIn. Okay. You know, there's so many people out there when I give presentations and I ask that question that a lot of them raise their hand and basically they say, you know, well, I got an invitation from a friend, so I accepted it. Um, and when I start talking about, well, do you know that LinkedIn is the largest business professional network out there? You know, there's now I think over 300 million people and they get two new subscribers every second, um, mm-hmm. they start to rethink it and go, oh, maybe it is a place I should be. And right. just the other evening I was out with a colleague and she was saying, you know, I don't really get what benefit it has for me in my business. And the more that we talked and started talking about, you know, connection and relationships and not it's not always just about getting a sale. You mm-hmm. know, there's great ways to use LinkedIn for resources and referrals. Um, but I think you and I both know, and you probably have had many guests on your show that talk about LinkedIn and most all of the social networks are about building relationships. Right. And so if you're a business professional, why wouldn't you want to be there? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the misperception among so many people is still that LinkedIn is just for somebody who's looking for a job. job. And that's actually now the minority. Um, you know, so many people are there to build their business network. And kind of on the flip side of that, though, is aren't we all kind of always looking for a new job, whether we are you know, really <laughs> thinking about it or not? Because I tell you what, if that perfect opportunity came up and said, hey, we're going to pay you X number of dollars to do da-da-da, we all might consider that. Um, and even if we own our own business or we think our job is extremely secure, that's not always the case. So we really need to be thinking about what's coming down the road. And you know, setting up your LinkedIn profile after something has happened is way more difficult than already having a truly optimized profile. Absolutely. You know, and there are people that have contacted me saying, you know, I have a job. You know, and I have a good job and I'm fine, mm-hmm. but I realize that my LinkedIn profile probably needs to reflect who I am in a better way because you never know what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it's and funny, I make actually... make sure it's optimized. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had somebody just a couple weeks ago that sent me an email and she said her friend had lost their job and I knew that it was, you know, really a friend, it wasn't her. Um, mm-hmm. But she said, you know, her friend lost a job and did I think LinkedIn would benefit them? And my response was, yes. But they're playing catch up if they haven't been on LinkedIn already. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole thing is building that network. And that does take time to build those good connections. So, you know, how do people build connections? And I love the ones where, you know, you get an invitation. So what happens when you get that invitation? You know, say you send an invite, say I send an invitation to connect to you. What do you suggest I, that you do? Well, there's a couple of things. The first thing is, you know, people get invitations sometimes. I get a lot of them. I guess you also do as well from people they don't know. Right. And so then most of the people when I'm speaking go, well, I just ignore it or I just don't pay any attention to it. And Mm -hmm. I say, don't do that. Correct. Take a look at that person's profile. Mm -hmm. 
So let's say I got an invite from you, and there's a little tip inside that about invitations that I think we should cover when we're done with this. (laughs) But let's say I got an invite from Deb Creer, and I didn't know who Deb Creer was. Rather than just ignoring it or rejecting it, I go to Deb Creer's profile, and I look at who Deb Creer is and what Mm -hmm. she's up to, and maybe she has connections with people that I know. And then I go, oh, well, you know, she's into social media. I talk a lot about social networking and Sure, I'll accept her invitation, Mm -hmm. but um, what I do first, before I actually accept it, is I will reply but do not accept, Mm -hmm. and I'll send you a message saying, Hi, Deb, Um, you know, thank you so much for your invitation, but I'm curious, you know, were you referred to me, or were you simply searching LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. It helps me to know how people connect with me, Mm -hmm. and then if you, Deb Clear, respond to that, we're starting a conversation. Mm -hmm. We're starting a relationship, and then I'll accept your invite. But there are many times I send out that message, and the person who invited me doesn't respond. Mm -hmm. And so then I don't accept that request because I think, why are they connecting? Why are they Mm -hmm. asking me to join their LinkedIn network? When Mm -hmm. I send them a message, they don't respond to me. So does that mean they really want to connect or do they just want to build their numbers? Mm-hmm. Right. Are they, you know, a spammer? You know, all of those various things. And, and it does give you a good indication as to how they will respond in the future. You know, they're definitely, you know, in it for their own good more than likely. You know, or they were sitting somewhere and just clicking the buttons, you know, because right. LinkedIn <laughs> always gives the suggestions. And so how many times have we just gone click, 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 and then thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And But that brings up something that, that I know we want to talk about, and that's the fact that you should always, 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 and I'm going to put that in all caps and bold. <laughs> personalize that message. You know, oh, it's absolutely. Like, oh. You know, it's, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I don't think they realize it because, like you just said, sometimes when LinkedIn pops up those boxes going, you should connect with Deborah Jason, sometimes you click that connect button and it automatically sends out an right. invite and doesn't mm-hmm. give you the opportunity. Mm-hmm. To personalize it, but there are workarounds to that. One way would be to go to that person's profile first, mm-hmm. and then send them a message from there, and say, rather than you know, what is LinkedIn's generic message? I'd like to add you to my professional network on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Well, if I don't know you, and actually sometimes I get those that say, since you're a person I trust, person I trust. I know I love that. <laughs> And I go, how do you know you trust me? You Mm -hmm. don't even know me. Mm -hmm. And we all know about the know, like, I can trust. So I'm Mm -hmm. all on board with you about personalize your LinkedIn invitation. Mm -hmm. And what I tell people is, you know, as we've said repeatedly now, it's about having conversations and building relationships. So why not start out on the right foot Mm -hmm. when you send out that invitation and say, it could be as simple as, hi, Deborah, we're in the same LinkedIn group. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that you'd be a good connection because mm-hmm. I'm interested in copywriting or I want right. to know more about optimizing my profile. So I'd like to connect with you. Or mm-hmm. it could be, hi, Deborah, um, I heard you speak at that event last week, and so I'm reaching out because I'd like to add you to my network. It's, it's very short and sweet. It mm-hmm. doesn't take you much time, and it starts off that conversation on a much more personal mm-hmm. level 
so that you can start building a relationship from that no like and trust factor. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and and it is a short message. You only have three hundred characters. So you, if you can't say in three hundred characters why you think you should connect, then there might be you know something else <laughs> going on because you really should be able to tell them. Here is why I think it would be good for us to connect. Um, you know, and 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 I don't care if you just met them somewhere else. You absolutely have to remind them of it. You know, as much as we think we're memorable, we're not. You know, and and it's not that we're not memorable. It's that there's so much going on in people's lives. So you know, I always tell people, you know, you go to a networking thing, an in-person networking event. You get all these little business cards. You go back. You look them up on LinkedIn, and then when you send the request to connect, you say, "Hey, Deborah." Really enjoyed meeting you at the chamber event earlier today. We talked about, you know, so there might be, you know, something that you're jogging their memory about. Or maybe it is just, hey, we just met and I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn, but remind them where you met them. Absolutely. You know, and I get lots of invitations from people um, that might have met me at an event or might have... um, been in a discussion group on LinkedIn that Mm -hmm. I was in. And after Mm -hmm. they commented or after they liked a comment in a discussion, they send me a message. And I recognize the name, but I don't really know them. Mm -hmm. And I send them a message. And I say, you know, thanks for connecting. I think the way you found me was through this group. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? You know, is that how you found just to see if they're going to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And then I actually, since I do, and, you know, I don't know if you do this as well, I'll go, here's a little tip for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Next time you send out an invite, you know, just take a quick extra second mm-hmm. and remind that person, you know, how you know each other, right. if you do know each other. Right. Well, and, you know, you're talking about the fact that engaging them in conversation is so great. And I had an example of this last week with somebody who I believe is probably only about 24 or 25 years old. And and I love first that he's on LinkedIn because he is so young. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so many of our, I'm putting these in air quotes, youngsters, assume <laughs> that they shouldn't be on LinkedIn. But he recently graduated from, from college and he's building his network. Well, you know, it just so happens that it's uh, a former quarterback from the University of Colorado. And he really did just graduate a, a year or so ago. I'm still a CU season ticket holder, and so, you know, the fact that I saw him, you know, and and connected with him, I immediately responded, and I said, hey, Jordan, you know, great to connect with you. I am here in Atlanta, but, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you with your networking, don't hesitate to contact me. Almost immediately, he responded, hey, great, thank you for that. And so, you know, we've, we've already got this little dialogue going back and forth, you know, and, and all it took was less than five minutes. So, right. you know, it, it really was something that, you know, it, it, you know, obviously it tweaked my interest just because of who he is, but right. it doesn't matter who he is. You know, it, it, it should be something where this is always about building our network. I mean, the same thing if you're at an in-person, if somebody hands you their business card and you just turn around and throw it on the floor in, in front of them, I mean, that's kind of the same thing of ignoring communications through LinkedIn. Um, so you'll reach out and build those relationships with people. All the time, you know, and you never know where those relationships are going to lead. You know, I think mm-hmm. so many people go, well, I need to connect with somebody who I can sell to. You know, and right. granted, we're all in business to do business. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have bills to pay. But, but um, when I get 
an invitation to you know connect with somebody on LinkedIn, and then we do start to have that conversation, and I accept their invite, and their very next message, you know, first they'll tell me, oh, I thought it would be interesting to connect with you because I see you're in marketing and copywriting, mm-hmm. you know, and I need those resources. But then as soon as I accept their invite, their next message to me is, now that we're connected, let me tell you about my service and how yes. I can, you know, help you, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and they start to pitch what I say is pitch. Mm-hmm. Um and like I said, I know we're all in business to to do business, but after my first message to you, you start to tell me, you know, how you're going to, um, you know, sell me something, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit of a turnoff. Right. Because I haven't really had that relationship with you yet. Um, so I think people need to be careful about mm-hmm. how they approach it because, they need to first really take, like like this Jordan is, you know, take the time. He's young. He can start building those relationships now. And who knows where that could lead him mm-hmm. in terms of referrals and resources and a possible job if that's what he's looking for right. down the road. Well, and it is about developing that relationship. You know, if you had responded and said, tell me more about yourself and what you do, then they would have, you know, had the opportunity to, to say that. But to just lead with the pitch, you know, that's and, – and I think where people are getting off track is – Networking on LinkedIn really is just like networking in person. You know, you wouldn't walk up to somebody you had never met before and after saying, hi, my name is, immediately launch into your pitch, or I'd hope you mm-hmm. wouldn't. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, we have all seen people like that at, at networking events, and, and very quickly, they're the person standing by themselves, um, you know, because that's not why people are there. You know, we have to kind of build that little, hey, what'd you think about the football game over the weekend, or, you know, did you watch that great new TV show? Show or you know, holy cow, it's raining here again in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you you build those little things before you launch into the here is my product and here's how I can make your life better pitch. Right. You know, and we all have something wonderful to offer and something wonderful to share that will help other people. Um, I'm convinced of that, and that's what that book is about that um, Joel Kahn and I wrote with a, a, several other colleagues about. So what do you do? It's about there's a genius inside of all of us, and we all have special skills and talents to share. But um, you just hit the nail on the head. You know, when you go to a networking event, you network. And mm-hmm. most of us, I think, have experienced those times where somebody comes up and says, Hi, I'm Joe, and puts their card right in your hand before you mm-hmm. ever really got to know who Joe is. Mm-hmm. And you want to treat it just like you would treat offline networking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, all this social networking stuff, I don't want to hear about what somebody had for dinner. or I don't want to see the pictures of the grandkids. But I'll tell you something. You know, the other day I posted something about having a sweet tooth and the mm-hmm. craving. I didn't post any photo. It was just a post. Mm-hmm. And I got more responses to that than I've gotten to a lot of other right. comments. So, you know, that's not necessarily something you would post on LinkedIn, per se, because LinkedIn really does Mm -hmm. stick mostly to business. But there's, you know, a time or two I think it's okay and appropriate to share Mm -hmm. a personal side of yourself Mm because that's about what you do when you're out there building relationships. Mm -hmm. And to that point, you know, when you are connecting with people on LinkedIn, I love what you just said about, you know, ask them about the CU football game. Did they go there? Or, you know, look at their profile and mm-hmm. if the profile is optimized and filled out completely, you'll see what some of their interests are. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could say, hey, I see that you're interested in soccer. I go to my kids' 
soccer games every week. Where does your kid play soccer? Right. You know, or is it you that plays soccer? Mm-hmm. That's all it takes is just one little point of interest to then connect you on a different level. Right. Well, and that is so, you know, one of those features that people don't even know exists on LinkedIn is the interest section, you know, and that's where you are to put the things like, you know, the books that you read, the, the you know, college things that you follow, you know, whatever it is that makes you that well-rounded person. Um, because it is, you know, we're going to say it again and again, it's about those relationships. And you're building those relationships with the whole person, you know. And, and so, you know, you, you do have to be a little cautious. This is not the place to, to be saying, you know, you have to really watch, especially with, with politics and religion. But it is who you are, you know. So you can't hide that, um, you know, and, and but but watch it. Um, and, you know, what you're posting on Facebook is very different than what you post on LinkedIn. You, you mentioned that. So, you mm-hmm. know, where you might do some of those political posts uh, on Facebook, <laughs> they really don't pertain on LinkedIn unless that's what you do. Um, it was funny. I was right. giving a presentation one time and was saying, you know, avoid politics and religion. And this, this nice man in the front row kind of tentatively puts up his hand and he says, but I'm a candidate. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> you're the exception. Um, you know, and, and so obviously there are always exceptions to this. But, you know, we, we just like you do in real life, you wouldn't launch into whatever it is, you know, with, with somebody without getting to know them first. So, you know, tread carefully with, with all of the things that you're doing. Absolutely. You know, one of the messages I got from somebody <clears throat> once, um, once I accepted his invite was all about, you know, do I need a better interest rate on my mortgage? And he, that was his whole message. And I actually took the time to respond to him Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I found this kind of um, odd that I just accepted your invitation and you start sending me a message about, you know, mortgage rates and and he apologized. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, since then, we've connected a time or two, but, you know, he, I think, learned a little bit of a lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and I think that's what it takes, you know, mm-hmm. is sometimes people don't realize it, and that's why we, you have these, you know, calls on Mile High Radio is for people mm-hmm. to learn. Right. Um, and that's why we go out and speak, because people don't necessarily learn. I'm going to be speaking in October at a retreat, and um, the person, the meeting planner has been saying to me, well, I don't know if, you know, my audience really needs to know about LinkedIn because they don't really understand how to engage and what to do with it. And I said, well, there you go. They maybe then need to know more about LinkedIn so they can learn how to engage and learn how they can use it as a benefit to their business. Mm -hmm. So we're in conversation about that. But, you know, there's a lot to learn, and you don't necessarily learn it the minute you jump on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so why not reach out, listen to calls like your show, you know, and learn a little bit every day and take it one step at a time. Well, and there's always something new that all of us can learn. You know, I don't care if you are the expert and you spend nine hours a day on LinkedIn, somebody's going to know something about it that, that you don't. So it's it's always a, a great thing to be able to, to learn. And speaking of learning, we are ready to take our, our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to really optimize your profile, you know, how to put words in that people need, you know, where, where to put them so that you can be found in the search and how to really make your profile pop 
aside from I did this, and this was when mm-hmm. I was employed. Um, because if if people I get bored reading it, I know <laughs> that's my other radio voice. Um, <laughs> so you know, when we come back, let's really talk about how to optimize your profile. So I am Deb Creer talking with Deborah Jason on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant MileHighRadio.com, just what the doctor ordered. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. Not quite seven years of age, Aaliyah had developed a fever that wouldn't go away, along with an arm pain that caused too many tears. A late-night trip to the ER revealed the news that no parent wants to hear. Aaliyah had cancer, leukemia. Her two-year treatment plan turned into five and a half years of chemo, oral and IV meds, appointments, ER visits, days, weeks, and months in the hospital, infections, side effects, multiple surgeries, a bone marrow transplant, and much more. Even though Aaliyah never gave up her battle, God realized that it was an unfair fight. On July 9, 2010, the cancer died, and Aaliyah went to heaven. We've all been touched by cancer one way or another, but cancer should never be allowed to touch our children. None of us can do everything, but all of us can do something. Together, we can fight to eradicate childhood cancers. Please support Aim to Cure in their effort to eliminate childhood cancer. Click on their logo on our website and give what you can. Aim to Cure has no overhead costs, so all money goes to research and public awareness programs. Please give today so that other children will have a tomorrow. (laughs) Nothing says, I love you, more than milehighradio.com. And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, and I'm having a great time talking with Deborah Jason. So before we go any further, though, Deborah, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Oh, they can find me on almost every social network, but 
Uh, my website is rightdirection.com. That's W-R-I-T-E, like writing with a pen, rightdirection.com. And, of course, they can find me on LinkedIn um, under Deborah Jason, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, um, and Amazon. I've got a couple of e-books, plus the So What Do You Do book is on that page. So I'd be happy to chat with anybody if they want to reach out in either of those methods. Cool. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you know, we're talking about LinkedIn in depth and how to really use LinkedIn as a tool to build your professional network. And so in, in this section, we want to talk about how to optimize your profile. And, you know, the first thing is, folks, you absolutely have to have a great photo. Now, I'm not saying spend $500 and have professional headshots done, but this is not the place for the selfie, the hoochie mama, the vacation <laughs> photos, the picture of your dog, you know, all of those various things. You have to have a professional image there. Um, so, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to nag anymore. But then the next thing that people see is what's known as your professional headline. And the default of that is your job title. But we want to redo that. So, Deborah, tell us why you should have a great professional headline and how do you want to, to, to word it to make sure that it is something that really stands out? I find a lot of people, and actually I just rewrote a couple of profiles for some clients, and when I went to their profiles, and one of them said something like, you know, founder of the ABC company as their professional headline. Now, chances are if nobody knows the name of the ABC company and no one is really searching for founders, that that person's profile is not going to be found. Now, that's not to say that the professional headline is the only place to put keywords, but it there's a balance just like anything that has to do with optimization. Um, but LinkedIn, like Google, searches keywords. So in your professional headline, you want to have some keywords that make sense. What would somebody search if they were looking for someone like you, but they didn't know you or the name of your business? And it's not about stuffing keywords. I tell people to put a couple of keywords in there as well as, if it's appropriate, your tagline. So, for example, since I'm in marketing and writing, my tagline is marketing and writing with heart, not hype. And if you go to my LinkedIn profile, my, prof- my professional headline has that tagline, but it also says things um, like speaker and direct response copywriter so that then what I do is intersperse those same keywords that are in your professional headline into other sections of your profile. And that's what we're going to cover as we move forward. Unless you have any other questions about the professional headline, I just tell people to keep in mind that, you know, this is where people are going to find someone. What do you do that helps them? So if you're a realtor, think about how many realtors there might be on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So are you a realtor specializing in first-time home buyers? Are you a realtor in Boulder, Colorado? Those are the kinds of things to keep in mind when you're looking at your professional headline. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and one of the other key reasons why you want that to be absolutely fabulous is that little guy called Google. Um, Google and LinkedIn have a very good relationship right now. You know, those can always change, but for right now they do. And so if you are in Google and you search for someone's name, their LinkedIn profile comes up. And we all know exactly. that, you know, in, in Google, there's always two words of text that, that follow that. When it finds your LinkedIn profile, those two lines of text 
are your professional headline. So do you want them to say something like Deborah's, which is copywriting services, professional speaker, direct response copywriter, marketing and writing with heart, not hype, which tells you exactly what she does, or what if she just said founder of my own company? Well, and to tell you the truth, I think when I got on LinkedIn, you know, how many years ago, that's probably what I did do. Right. Well, and and we all do that because the default is that it's your your current job title. So you have to go in and overwrite that. Um, And it's it's very easy to do that. And everybody, you know, if that's the one thing that you take out of the program today is go in and really optimize your professional headline. If you would read it and snore at it, then the people who are reading it would snore at it. So make sure that you tell people a little bit about it. And you've got 120 characters there which really does give you quite a bit of space. Absolutely. Yeah, some people, when I sit down with them one-on-one, they go, oh, I can put more in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, you absolutely can, you know, mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, I want to reiterate, it's not about stuffing. It's not mm-hmm. about putting keywords, you know, where it doesn't make sense um, and putting them, you know, all through your headline, like uh, Boulder Realtor, Boulder Realtor, Boulder Realtor. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it really does need to make sense because I've seen people when I've searched, for example, freelance copywriter, and mm-hmm. I go into somebody's profile, and it's like every job they've put in there is freelance copywriter, um, freelance copywriter, freelance. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I've yet to see LinkedIn really kind of um, blacklist anyone for doing that, like Google might, but mm-hmm. you know, I say it has to make sense. Right. Well, and, you know, it, it is your chance to really shine right at the very start. So, you know, you don't want to repeat terms over and over again because people look at that and they go, really? That doesn't quite make sense. It makes so, sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, really make sure that, that what you're doing makes sense for the reader. And, and I want to emphasize that going forward with everything that we're doing. This needs to make sense for the reader. You're not writing this for yourself. If you want to do that, that's called an autobiography. And just go and work on that on your own. You're writing your LinkedIn profile for the people you want to communicate with and, and reach out to. So always keep that in mind. So, you know, Deborah, how do we continue with optimizing our profiles? What's the next step once we have a fabulous headline? Well, one of the most important sections I think you'll agree with me is the summary section. Mm-hmm. You know, and the summary section is your opportunity to really communicate who you are and what you're passionate about and how you help others. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this isn't about a sales pitch. This is just about being sincere. I know the word is used a lot, but it is about being authentic and genuine. Um, and the, the other tip, and I'm big on this, actually not just on LinkedIn, but in any marketing materials that you write, is to make it easy on the reader's eyes. Mm-hmm. So use short paragraphs. On my LinkedIn summary, I even use little subheadlines. And all those can be keyword enhanced. Mm-hmm. So that if you have certain keywords in your professional headline, put them in your summary, again, where it makes sense, um, and make it easy to read. There are summaries out there where I look at them, and there's one long paragraph. Mm-hmm. And I really believe nobody's going to read one really, you know, and I mean like 20 lines long. You get mm-hmm. 2,000 characters in your summary. So there is a lot that you can share. And recently, actually, I'll get your opinion on this, Deb, because recently I did a little critique on someone's profile, and all he had in his summary were bullet points. There was no personal message. There was no conversation. 
And he responded to me and said that was the advice he was given by some LinkedIn professionals that he was speaking with, that people aren't reading. And it's true, people do scan. So he Mm -hmm. was told to just use bullet points. I still, my feeling was I still think it should be personal, that you should write it in the first person and almost conversational so that people get a sense of who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think you're right, you know, definitely with the first person. It drives me nuts when I go to somebody's profile and it says, Deb Creer does such and such, because it should be like you are talking to them. Um, you know, and, and the, the way that, that I tell people is a combination. You know, have your bullet points, but also have that conversation in there. Um, you know, we don't talk in bullet points, and that's where we really have to be careful with that. But maybe that is a way to summarize things is, you know, to, to kind of have those, those short little bullet points in there. You know, it used to be that, that we had the specialty section and that kind of pulled those, those things mm-hmm. from there. And unfortunately, LinkedIn got rid of that. But, you know, it really should be that conversation. And, and what I tell people is when you write your summary, after you've written it, and, and don't write it in LinkedIn. You write it in something like a, a word processing program. A word because, yeah. Yep, that counts your your characters for you, so that way you know where you stand on that two thousand. Plus, it corrects your grammatical errors and and you know some things like that. But print it up and then read it out loud. That's where you'll catch. Oh my heavens, this is a sentence that is so long because I you know was going to pass out, or you know that really does give you the idea of what it's like if somebody's reading it. Um, you know, so always kind of read it out loud. You know, granted that seems a little bit strange, but that is a good way for you to get the, the idea of how it flows. That's a great tip. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then you can go back and make changes. And, you know, and it's always good to have it somewhere in a Word file because you probably will find over time that you do go change your mm-hmm. profile. You know, right. things in your life change, your specialties change, you know, whatever it is you're optimizing for. Maybe you decide, well, I'm going in a different direction now. Mm-hmm. So then you can go back and make those changes more easily. Right. Well, and making changes is actually something that is very good in LinkedIn because when somebody searches for profiles on LinkedIn, the, the more active profiles come up higher in the search. So if you say input everything into your LinkedIn profile today and then you never touch it again, pretty soon you're driven pretty far down in the the, the search list. So search. you want to keep going back and, and changing. And we all change. You know, we have new specialties. We have new skills. We have new accomplishments. So you need to go in and, and update your profile. I tell people, you know, once a month, think of something mm-hmm. that you need to go in and change once a month. Yeah, and keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Well, so you now, know, I want to make sure other... we cover all the other points. Right, yep. Um you know, so we've talked about your professional headline. We've talked about your summary. There's um, probably four other areas that are really important in terms of keyword optimization and optimizing your LinkedIn profile. And two of them are your current and your past work experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you look at your current experience, I mean, there are many people that will put in, you know, I'm the VP of sales at the ABC company from 2005 to present, and that's it. Right. They don't put anything in the description. And I'm like, you're mm-hmm. missing an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, an you have 2,000 characters. You know, fill those. It, it seems like you're writing a lot, and that is. But you don't want somebody reading it going, Vice President of Marketing, so? <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> now, you might not. Well, here's your characters. opportunity to sort of what I call let your light shine, you know, and Definitely. let people know what you do. And it's also a place to, you know, have keyword phrases where it's appropriate. 
Same in your past work experience. So even though your past work experience might be totally different than what you're doing now, are there skills that you learned mm-hmm. in your past positions that apply to your current position? Right. Um, so, you know, weave those in if it's appropriate to make it all flow and, again, to get some of those, those keyword optimization opportunities in there. But don't just put in, you know, I worked at this company from this year to this year and miss the opportunity to have the description. Mm-hmm. Because, as we know, people are searching and they're going to find information about you. So give them what you can because mm-hmm. that will lead to another relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things you mentioned that's important is, you know, when people change careers, sometimes they think, well, I shouldn't put that other information in there. Um, a great example is military. You know, they think, well, you know, and, and obviously they can't put in in most cases everything that they did. You know, there's there are some things right. that they shouldn't be putting. But, you know, did they manage people? Did they manage budgets? Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many things that are, are relevant. Um, I have a, a friend who uh, here in, in Atlanta who is a fabulous person who completely and totally changed careers. He uh, was a cardiologist, and now he's doing something totally different. And I said, well, you can't forget that part of your life because, for one thing, people knew you then. So, you know, if, if they find your profile and it's not there, they think, oh, I don't have the right person. And, but, you know, that shows so much. I mean, it shows that he had the, the stick-to-itiveness, if that's a word, of actually getting <laughs> all of that education, um, you know, and, and all of those various things. So whatever you did in that former life, you probably did have things that transition into other careers and, and other industries. Absolutely. You know, and it also, I think, helps build that know, like, and trust. You know, for your cardiologist friend, you know, cardiologists, people go to a doctor, they really want to make sure they trust that doctor. So if he shares that experience, people go, oh, you know, he was a doctor Mm -hmm. for that many years. You know, he must have had patients who Mm -hmm. he cared about or cared about him enough to continue using him as their physician. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit helps. Right. You know, and, and obviously the question is, well, why did you change careers? That's a great thing to put in your summary. You know, your you can summary. say, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I've, I used to do this, I moved, you know, or whatever it is. You know, that's the great place because people read the summary first and that may be the only thing that they really read. So you, you want to make sure that you've covered things like that. Um, you can also say in there, you know, to, to step back for a second and look at the summary again, be forward thinking in it. Um, you know, especially the youngsters, you know, the, the people who are in their, their twenties and thirties, you know, what do you want to, to end up doing? You know, when you're in your forties and fifties and, you know, granted, probably most of them will say retired and not working, but um, <laughs> you, you want to be forward thinking with that. If you're considering moving, you know, put in there open to relocation. You know, all of those mm-hmm. things are great things to put in your summary so that when somebody sees it, they, they're not left with questions. Now, you know, it's okay to leave them with questions that lead them to contact you, but right. don't leave them with questions of, well, wait a minute, this, this doesn't make sense. Um, you right. know, so, so really think about what you're writing. Um, you know, we're, uh, amazingly enough, we are ready to take another break, and we're still talking about optimizing your profile, so we're going to continue that when we come back. But I am Deb Creer talking with Deborah Jason on Mile High Radio, and we're talking all about LinkedIn, and we're going to continue talking all about LinkedIn when we come back from this break. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. 
ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way My hat is off, won't you stand up and take Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. Hey listeners, are you tired of looking tired? It's time to get refreshed at Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery, where Dr. Ben Lee is offering listeners $9 per unit for Botox, and also $100 off all laser resurfacing that helps reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and is the only procedure scientifically proven to reverse the signs of aging. Mention this radio ad when you call Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery at 303-783-9997 and receive your $100 off laser resurfacing or $9 per unit Botox. Denver Integrated Plastic Surgery, aesthetics from the inside out great shows great music milehighradio.com what are you listening to And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, and we're talking with Deborah Jason. Um, before we go any further, I wanted to uh, thank everybody who is my friend. And if you're not already connected with me on social media, it's pretty darn easy. Just go to my website, which is debcreer.com, D-E-B. K-R-I-E-R dot com and you'll find all my social media links there and at the the end of the program we'll give Deborah a chance again to tell people how she can connect with you but you know let's continue on with optimizing you know so you know in the, the time that we've got left Deborah what do we want to make sure that we're truly optimizing on our profile so we've talked about the professional headline we've talked about the summary uh, we have your current experience and your past work experience and there are two other places that I suggest people look at okay. that they don't often think about. Um, one is your website links. Ah. So when you go into you go into the section that says contact info. LinkedIn mm-hmm. gives you up to three places to put links to your website, and they also give you a default. And those defaults are like personal website or company website or blog. But if you were to choose the option that says other you can then insert a keyword phrase and then insert the URL to your website. The other thing that people do is they go, well, I only have one website, and so they only put in one URL. But why not lead people to different pages of your website because you get up to three. Mm -hmm. So you can do one page that says, for example, copywriting services or another page that says copywriting portfolio. Or one page that says uh, public speaking opportunities. Mm-hmm. So then each one leads to a different page of my website. Right. Even though there's only one website. And again, like I said, you could put in a keyword phrase in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so. it's any website. So you know, maybe you're on the board of directors of a nonprofit and that's something you really want to promote. Fine. You know, put that there. Um, obviously your company page. Now, 
the, the, if you are looking for a job, you might not want to put your company website link there, but you know, that's, that's always kind of one of those personal decisions because if you take it off, somebody at your current job might notice that. So that's always entertaining. But, um, you know, use those three spaces, you know, the, it, uh, LinkedIn does give you the opportunity to put Twitter and things, but you might want to direct people to your, your business Facebook page. Maybe not your personal Facebook page, but your business Facebook page or your Pinterest account or, you know, Absolutely. some other place where they can find out information about you. Yeah, all those are great suggestions. So, um, like I said, I don't think many people realize that because I know many times when I connect with people, I look at their profiles and I see mm-hmm. that you haven't done it. And so that's a tip that I provide for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another place, because I know our time is flying by so fast. I know. Oh. I want to make sure <laughs> we touch on the skills and endorsements. Oh, because definitely. I know a lot of people go, oh, you know, what is this? Uh, you know, people are endorsing me for things I don't really do, and um, how do I deal with this? So, you know, LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to go into that section and put down the skills and the endorsements you would like to be endorsed for. And I also tell people to also look at what they are being endorsed for. They don't have to, you know, the top the top 10 are the ones that show up on your profile without mm-hmm. people having to click the little more button. So let people know, for example, if I get endorsed for something, I always respond to the person who endorsed me and said thank you. But I don't just say thank you. I say, you know, thank you for endorsing me for my public speaking skills. Mm-hmm. And then I say, other skills that I welcome endorsements for are copywriting, uh, LinkedIn marketing, social media marketing. And then I also say to them, what about you? What skills do you like to be endorsed for? People right. have the tendency when they're on LinkedIn, I think, you know, the window pops up going, Deb Creer, do you want to endorse her for social media marketing? And so some people will automatically just click, sure, I'll do mm-hmm. that. But if it pops up, Deb Creer, do you want to endorse her for financial planning? And people click on that, and then you look at your endorsements and you go, why did they click on financial Mm -hmm. planning? Mm -hmm. It's not a skill I have. So pay attention to those skills and endorsements. Mm -hmm. Go in. You can delete them if there's, you know, something like you're getting financial planning or Microsoft Word or things that you're going, why Mm -hmm. am I getting endorsements for these? You can delete them. Right. And you can also insert the skills that you want to be endorsed for. You know, and, and you can have 50, which seems like an awful lot, mm-hmm. but you know, you use different phrases. So you might say social media marketing, social media managers. And, and, you know, that sounds kind of weird, but when you're thinking about how people will search for you, they will use those different terms. And if you have your 50 already in there, then people can't create them for you. Um, you know, because I've had that happen too, where I'm like, really? They thought I was a fundraiser? <laughs> you know, or something else. I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? And, and so I immediately took it back out, but I let them know why. Um, you know, I thanked them for it and I said, but that's not really a skill that I want to be known for. Um, you know, and, and but I wanted to let you know why I, I took it out. You just touched on something, though, that is so important. And I think it's one of the things that is most overlooked, and I'll admit that I don't always do this, and that is thanking people. Um, so talk to us about why it's so important to thank people, even if it's just that they click that button that said, you know, Deborah is good at these skills. Why do we want to take the time to, to reach out and thank people on, on LinkedIn especially? Well, it goes back to building relationships. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, even if someone, if I put up a post or I'm in a discussion and somebody likes, just likes, they didn't even comment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if they just like it, I will send a message. You know, mm-hmm. I will comment and say, Deb, Deb Clear, thanks for the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Because they get notified that I responded to their right. little like. Mm-hmm. And they they feel acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important for those conversations and building conversations. And, you know, not everybody will respond when I say thank you for the thumbs up, but they've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I think it just is something that keeps, one, top of mind awareness, but, two, shows gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, you know, it may sound – I listened to um, your show – I. With Jason, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks mm-hmm. ago. It was. You know, it was Jason just was talking mm-hmm. about how everyone's like, have conversations, have relationships. It's so kumbaya, and I'm like, well, you know, there is it's some a combination to it, even mm-hmm. though we all yeah. like, <laughs> you know, there is something called gratitude, mm-hmm. and it's right. really important to let people know that you've you're acknowledging them and that you mm-hmm. appreciate what time they've taken, whether it's the like button that they've clicked, or like I said earlier, when people endorse you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And and you get that notice. So, you know, it, it makes it very easy then to respond, to be able to say, hey, thanks. You know, I think where people think that it, it gets to be a problem, and, and we see this with email, we see this with, you know, wherever is the thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, yes. You know, and, and you have these silly little one-word conversations going back and forth. There's, you know, you can draw the line. <laughs> you don't have right. to keep going back and forth with saying, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, is there anything I can do? Well, not today, you know. And you know, <laughs> so it, it, it is one of those where you just kind of stop that process. I mean, how many of us have had those emails going on where it was the thank you, the, the, you know, back and forth numerous times? Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're talking about spending maybe 15, 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn to really optimize all of this. Now, you know, I think that you should probably spend more because one of the things that we didn't even have time to talk about, which, you know, all this just means we just have to have Deborah on again, are <laughs> groups and how to really optimize those. And, and oh, yeah. you know, if you spend time on LinkedIn and really spend time there, you know, this is not where you're going onto Facebook and you're just reading the posts and you're clicking the cute cat videos or, you know, I, I posted a video today of Peyton Manning, which, you know, that's very cute, but you know, this is not what you're reading on LinkedIn. You're reading professional things. And even if you're not reading, you know, go through and look at things, you know, is your profile the way you want it? You know, should you have, have be changing something that says there? Thank those people. Reach out to those people. I tell people one of the best ways to build connections is add one new person a day. Um, you know, maybe that means that you go to a networking event and you add five in one day. Okay, you got them all out of the way for the week. But you know, really think about how you can best use your your time, and and that was one of the things we talked about a couple of weeks ago on my program was time. You know, going to an in person networking event for me here in Atlanta, you know, a lunch event takes three hours because of the commute, because of the actual lunch, and then the commute back. Because you know, Atlanta is not a tiny place, and we have horrendous traffic down here. Um, you know, it's it's not much better in Denver or you know any other place where our listeners might be. So instead of sometimes those three-hour lunches. What about spending an hour on LinkedIn and really making sure that you're reaching out to people there? Um, you know, one of my favorite things that, that, you know, happens with Facebook and LinkedIn are the, the notices about whose birthday it is. 
But LinkedIn, of course, takes it further. It's, you know, what work anniversaries and what new jobs do they have? Mm-hmm. Take the time, you know, and again, there's the default. I think it says congrats or, you know, something right. like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, change that. You know, right. if I get 15 people that say congrats, 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 the one that, that takes the time to send a sentence is going to mm-hmm. stand out. Um, you know, so really take the time to build those relationships. You know, and, and it, I will be the first to admit it can be a challenge because I don't know about you, but I get what I call sucked into the vortex. Oh, yes. You know, I say I'm going to spend 15 or 20 minutes, and next thing I know, you know, an hour or two hours have mm-hmm. gone by, and I'm like, oops, I have a deadline on something I need to get done today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one person suggested to me, and actually my mentor, my copywriting mentor used to do this, is to set a timer. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just to to make a touch. You know, they say it takes seven touches mm-hmm. for people to um, kind of remember who you are. So go through, spend some time, and the group discussions are really important. You mm-hmm. know, even if it's just going into a discussion and liking the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't have to spend a ton of time writing a diatribe. You know, you mm-hmm. could say, hey, those were great tips. I learned a new tip. Number three was a great tip. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. And also sharing. Because it's not always about you. You know, it's about sharing great information. And when I share what other people have posted, you know, people appreciate that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've kind of touched on this a couple of times, but I want to reiterate it again. If somebody has taken the time to, to especially to send, a, you know, maybe it's a birthday wish. Maybe it's, hey, congrats on the new job or whatever. Take the time then to respond um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because the absolute worst thing is, is now if they just did the congrats, okay, whatever. But, you know, I sent something to somebody last week. It was somebody that I had lost touch with and I, and I said, Hey, you know, great new job you've got. I'd love to learn more about it. What have you been up to? Dun, dun, dun. It went off into the ozone and they never responded. Um, you know, and, and I thought about that. I thought, really? They, it now, they might just not spend much time on LinkedIn, but mm-hmm. they got the notice that I responded. And so they ignored that, um, you know, and, and so take that time. And I don't care where you are on social media. If somebody says something to you, you had better respond um, because the second you ignore it is when they take their business elsewhere or else. their their kind thoughts or any of those things, because they will find somebody who does respond and takes the time to say, Hey, you know what? Thanks for that. Um, right. You know, and, and, and really watch the standard posts. And, and by standard, I mean the cut and pastes, you know, this is not, hello, thank you for connecting with me. My name is Deborah <laughs> Curry. You know, don't, don't do that. Um, you know, we've all seen examples of that where we know, no, that they just cut and pasted their response. Um, you know, I've I've had that happen before where I've sent something and I can tell that the real person didn't respond. They had an mm-hmm. assistant that responded. I'm like, really? You know, we we just had lunch last week and this is the response I got this from is you. How you respond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and and that's the thing with all of social media. It's about being authentic. And yes, we're busy people. And you know, I don't care if you're the CEO of a big multinational corporation or you just you know own a, a little business that you operate out of your spare bedroom take that time to respond um you know that always impresses me so much when i know that maybe they are just telling me hey thanks for your note so and so is my assistant and they'll follow up with you okay great mm-hmm. um but don't just do that standard cut and paste or have somebody else respond not on social media mm. 
Okay. <laughs> Jumping off my soapbox now. Um, so we've got about three minutes left. So Deborah, tell us, you know, the final tips that you have on how somebody, you know, really needs to make sure that they are truly utilizing LinkedIn to, to build their business. Well, the big word that I use, and when I'm giving a presentation, I put it up on a slide with a picture of an engagement ring. Mm. And it says, let's get engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so do your best to get engaged when you're online. First, take the time to optimize that profile of yours. You know, make sure it conveys something about who you are and how you can help people and speaks to people personally so that when they do land on your profile, that they feel like they got a little bit to know you. Mm-hmm. And then they can click that button that says connect and they can start that relationship with you. But again, get engaged because if someone sends you that invite, and I do have a list of invites of people I've responded to and they've yet to get back to me as to, you know, how they found me or why they're mm-hmm. reaching out. Right. And so I keep them on my computer just as an example when I do mm-hmm. presentations to go, you know, see this person? And some of them, I hate to say this, but I'm going to, some of them say that they're social media experts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and love like, those. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I look at their profile and they're like, yes, I'm a social media manager. And I'm like, okay, then you're the first person who should know to respond and say, oh, sure, Deborah, I'd love to connect with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I found you this way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so be engaged on LinkedIn. Optimize your profile. Take a few minutes to, you know, like people's comments or share their comments or get involved in discussion groups. I think we will have to do a whole other session that's just oh, about, you know, groups. Just about groups. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And, you know, how to find the ones that work well for you and, um all that goes into that. And uh, I think that would, you know, pretty much cover it because it's really mm-hmm. just about having those, you know, being social. I think you and I have said it and so have other social media um, experts or authorities. Being social online is like being social offline. Mm-hmm. Great. It's about having conversations. And, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, when you're at an event, you don't go up to someone and say, hi, I'm Deborah, what can I sell you today? Mm-hmm. You say, hi, I'm Deborah, you know, and what do you do? And um, where do you live? And, you know, tell me about your interests. And you have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And And it's all about treating people the way you want to be treated. You know, you don't want to be ignored. So why do you ignore other people's messages or, you know, you, you respond in ways that, that aren't appropriate? You know, treat people really the way you want to be treated. So one last time, Deborah, tell people how they connect with you online. You'll find me at rightdirection.com, W-R-I-T-E, all one word, rightdirection.com. And when you're on that site, you'll see my social media buttons are there where you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Google Plus and Pinterest and um, I'd be happy to uh, hear from you and I thank you Deb I think the way that we initially connected was on social media so Mm -hmm. it definitely has its benefits for getting people together and starting new relationships and I hope everybody who's listening today takes advantage of that opportunity you know and obviously when you reach out and connect with either of us on LinkedIn, especially if it's because of this program, 
Don't just say, I'd like to add you to my list of connections. Tell us that this was a fabulous program and you loved it and that I should have Deborah on again. Um, you know, and, and because that's, that really is how we build our relationships. So Deborah, thank you so much for being on. We are at the top of the hour, so they're going to cut us off if we don't end this. Um, it, this has been great and we will definitely have you on again. Everyone have a fabulous day and we will talk with you next week. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.